Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to The Profit Podcast, everything NFL and fantasy football related all season long with your host, Calvin Wright. It is Wednesday, March 18th. Most of the big-name free agents have found new teams, and I am here to talk about those players. We've got DeAndre Hopkins, David Johnson, Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, Jordan Howard, Teddy Bridgewater, and Stefan Diggs, and Austin Hooper all on the show today. If there are more free agents that you'd like to hear about, just drop them in the comments section, and I will get to them in... uh, in the next couple of days, I uh, am going to start coming back with more podcasts now that the NFL season free agency and the draft, that's kicking up again. Hey, and I'm quarantined for the next three weeks, so I got nothing else to do. <laughs> so let's just jump right into it. DeAndre Hopkins is the biggest one. Now, DeAndre Hopkins, the news broke that he has been traded to the Cardinals in a deal which involved David Johnson. This news broke, I'm going to be honest, I forgot free agency was happening. I don't know how, but I completely blanked. I stepped out of the shower. I get an alert on my phone and see DeAndre Hopkins to the Arizona Cardinals. I could not remember if I'd woken him. It was like a strange dream. I'm a Cardinals fan. Got the Kyler Murray jersey, the Kyler Murray Kyler Murray little Funko Pop right here. And uh, so when he signed, it, it was very exciting news. But I instantly thought, how does this affect his fantasy value? Because that's, that's what we care about most is fantasy football. And uh, I started thinking, I was in group chat with some other people, and they were saying, oh, I'm not touching Hopkins in the first round, maybe not even the second round. His, this kills his value. Going from Deshaun Watson to Ky- uh, Kyler Murray, this is a huge downgrade at quarterback. And I thought to myself, yeah, I do like Kyler Murray. I think he's going to be great. But yeah, it is a downgrade at the quarterback position, at least right now. However, I, for one, remember a day when DeAndre Hopkins did not have... Deshaun Watson throwing him the ball. And I remember he was very good with some very bad quarterbacks. So I pulled up the stats. These are the stats I just want to read to you. These are very important stats for how we are going to evaluate DeAndre Hopkins moving into the 2020 fantasy season. 2013, his rookie season with quarterback Matt Schaub and Case Keenum. He had 802 yards and two touchdowns. A pretty good rookie season. 2014, he had Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Mallett, and Case Keenum throwing the ball, 1,200-plus yards, and six touchdowns. 2015, he had Brian Hoyer, Ryan Mallett, TJ Yates, and Brandon Whedon throwing him the ball, 1,500-plus yards and 11 touchdowns. 1,500-plus yards and 11 touchdowns. An incredible year. 2016, he had Brock Osweiler and Tom Savage. He had 954 yards, four touchdowns. Still a decent year. Then 2017, Deshaun Watson, he's on the scene, only plays six games. He gets injured. TJ Yates comes in, plays three. Tom Savage plays seven. And DeAndre Hopkins had 1,300 yards and 13 touchdowns. DeAndre Hopkins can get it done. Kyler Murray isn't bad. He could be good or better than Watson in the future. And I certainly prefer Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury over Bill O'Brien. And Hopkins, he should still be valued as a wide receiver one. You know, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, those are really the top three. 
And Hopkins, his value, his ADP is going to go down because there are going to be people who say, oh, he's nothing without without Deshaun Watson. He has been very good with worse quarterbacks than Kyler Murray. I expect him to still be a top five wide receiver. I love DeAndre Hopkins this coming year in this Arizona Cardinals offense. I I would love to see him fall to the second round. He's one of those players where I never get to have him on my team because I don't draft wide receivers in the first round. So if I can finally get DeAndre Hopkins in the second round... It's all over, baby. It's all over. So let's move on. David Johnson is the next guy we're going to be talking about. That kind of goes in succession. David Johnson was traded to the Texans in a deal which involved DeAndre Hopkins. So I was expecting David Johnson to be traded at some point with uh, with Kenyon Drake coming in in Arizona. But if you had told me the Cardinals would be given DeAndre Hopkins in return, I'd say you're crazy. However, that's the deal they were able to finagle. Now, I like this trade for the Cardinals. It means Drake. He's probably going to be the clear running back one in Arizona. And I honestly like it for David Johnson. Well, I do think his best days are behind him, and he's dealt with some injuries in the past. On a pass-heavy team, David Johnson, he still provides solid PPR points. He he really didn't fit the Cardinals' offensive scheme. We saw that clearly. But I like him if he's going in the third, fourth rounds. Honestly, I think he's going to go later than that because, well, he burned you last year if you drafted him. He was a first-round pick. He had that terrible year, lost a job. Now he's traded. He, he's a little bit of a joke. He's kind of washed. He's almost treated like Frank Gore in the fantasy room nowadays. But I like David Johnson on the Texans. I would be happy with him as an RB3, and I think he has RB2 potential in PPR leagues. Now, possibly the biggest signing of free agency was Tom Brady to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, this signing wasn't exactly shocking since it had been rumored for weeks that Tampa Bay was the favorite to sign Tom Brady. However, seeing the words Brady's days in New England come to an end, it still seems surreal. Now, in real life, I don't understand why Brady did this. You know, I think he should just retired after 20 years with the Patriots, how many Super Bowl wins, and remembered as the GOAT. And I don't think this is going to end well for Tom Brady. Okay, what happens to Brady? We have essentially two situations. Number one, Brady busts despite the weapons and goes in remembered in kind of a joking manner, almost like Brett Favre or Tony Romo. But what happens if he is pretty good? What happens if Brady comes out and is pretty good? Look, I think the Bucks are going to be a good team. I actually like them before they sign Brady. But I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl no matter how good Brady is this year. I just don't think this is the year they're going to win the Super Bowl, especially in that division. So what happens if the second situation happens and Brady is pretty good? What happens then? Does he sign another year? Does he keep playing until he's just physically unable to perform anymore? Are we going to have a Brett Favre situation again? I I just don't understand what Brady has to gain from signing with the Buccaneers. I have a feeling he's going to keep going until he just can't anymore. And I do not like this for Tom Brady's career. Now, from a fantasy perspective... I see this as a knock for both Evans and Godwin, more so for Evans. Look, Brady, yeah, he's better than Winston. However, what made Winston so valuable in fantasy and what made his wide receivers so valuable in fantasy is what also lost him the job. He does not care where he throws the ball. Brady is a great quarterback, future Hall of Famer, possibly the best to ever do it, but he is not going to be heaving as many deep balls, you know, 80 80 yards down the field every game. So it is a knock for especially Mike Evans and for Chris Godwin. Now for Ronald Jones and OJ Howard, I see this as an upgrade, especially for OJ Howard. Ronald Jones, I think he will be better, but but for, uh, you know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, I don't think they replicate the past season they had with Jameis Winston. All right, another quarterback signing. Philip Rivers went to the Colts. This signing is so unexciting. I, I it, this signing reminds me of uh, 
unsalted peanut butter. It just, no one wants this. I don't see this as an upgrade for anyone, honestly, including the Colts team itself. You know, at this point, Brissett and Rivers, I see them as pretty equal. I'm not excited about Rivers. He's got a worse supporting cast. You know, no Keenan Allen, no Hunter Henry, no Melvin Gordon, no Austin Eckler. Now, Hilton, he is pretty good, yeah, but he's pretty old now, and he's dealt with a lot of injuries. Now, I do like Marlon Mack this year more. He's a workhorse back coming off a disappointing season, and a vet like Rivers may add some stability to the offense, give some glue to that team. But still, I don't see this as an upgrade for the Colts. I don't really understand this move. I thought they had I thought they had something in Brissett for at least another year. See, let him grow. He made big strides since last time we saw him to this year. But uh, obviously, that is not the way they want to go. So very unexciting signing there. Now, Jordan Howard to the Dolphins. This is one of the most underrated signings we've had so far. Back in the day, back, back, way back, like two two years ago, Jordan Howard, he was a good running back. It may be hard to believe, but I am excited for him fantasy-wise. This was a good signing for the Dolphins. We all know Kalen Balazs is garbage. So as of now, it will be Jordan Howard's backfield. Uh, watch what happens in the draft, in the mini camps, training camps, see what happens. But just like Marlon Mack, he is a workhorse running back who's coming off a very bad season. So Jordan Howard on the Dolphins, especially if they get a new quarterback, I actually love that signing. He will have the goal line work wherever he is. That is one good thing about Jordan Howard. You don't have to worry about anyone hawking goal line work. Teddy Bridgewater to the Panthers. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so so fun story. Uh, about 10 o'clock that morning, I bought a Teddy Bridgewater card for $2.59 on eBay, $2.59. Less than an hour later, the news broke that Bridgewater was signing with the Bears. It was happy land here in Kentucky. I was celebrating, doing my happy dance, and then that that deal, it, it fell through. I was like, okay, well, I guess that was $2 wasted. And then I wake up, and he's signed with the Panthers, an even better situation in my opinion. The Panthers are a great offense, and I think Teddy Bridgewater will thrive in Carolina. Bridgewater, he was a pretty good back in the days of uh, the Vikings before his leg was destroyed. And then he came in and played exceptionally well in relief of Drew Brees, won five in a row. There isn't a better place for him than the Panthers right now. They've got some great weapons. DJ Moore, he went over 1,000 yards and four touchdowns with who knows who was throwing him the ball. And don't forget Christian McCaffrey. With Bridgewater at the helm, I expect DJ Moore to be a full-blown wide receiver one this year. I think Bridgewater will be a solid streaming option all year long with some good games. And in terms of Christian McCaffrey, I think fantasy-wise, I'm not sure. It's hard to tell what's going to happen there. Will this mean uh, McCaffrey doesn't have to play 99% of the snaps anymore? Yes, I do expect a decrease in volume. But having a competent quarterback or a quarterback we think is competent may actually help open up the offense for Christian McCaffrey. So I love this signing. I am very excited, especially as someone who owns some $2 Teddy Bridgewater cards. Uh, that was the card of the week. Or no, that, that was the card of the week. Then he signed, and I had to change it to, to someone else that we're going to talk about very shortly. All right, so Breeze resigned. Roethlisberger, he's back. Newton's going to be traded. Amari Cooper is back with Dallas for $100 million. We don't need to waste time on that. We know what the fantasy implications there are. Nothing's changed. But Stefan Diggs to the Buffalo Bills. This is a great signing fantasy-wise. The Bills, they finally got a wide receiver who's over six feet tall. And while health has been a concern for Diggs, he's been a very good wide receiver when he plays. He'll be a wide receiver one on an ever-improving team. And Josh Allen's stock takes a massive leap, in my opinion. He's one of the more underrated quarterbacks. And so does Devin Singletary. 
finally a true deep threat wide receiver to open up the field. This also, I think, helps Beasley in the short routes. It does hurt John Brown, I think, for sure. But overall, it's a great signing for the Bills fantasy-wise and in real life. This is one of the pieces they need in order to take a step forward and be a a legitimate Super Bowl contender. All right. So uh, Austin Hooper to the Cleveland Browns. I don't like this. I do not like this for anyone, real life, fantasy-wise, I do not like this. It hurts Austin Hooper. Let's let's be honest. Matt Ryan to Baker Mayfield, it's a downgrade. That's a given. Next, Cleveland, they have so many mouths to feed. Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry. Heck, don't forget David, David Njoku is still there. But Calvin, there, there was Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley back in Atlanta. They had mouths to feed. Yes, yes, Atlanta had mouths to feed. But Atlanta was a pass-first team. That's the big difference here. Atlanta is and was a pass-first team. Cleveland is not. They've got Nick Chubb. They just paid Kareem Hunt to stay. They run their offense through the running back position, whether it's through the air or on the ground. It goes through the running back position. And their new head coach is the old offensive coordinator from the Vikings, a run-first team with Delvin Cook. This is bad for Austin Hooper. This is bad for Jarvis Landry. This is bad for Odell Beckham Jr. Heck, it may be bad for Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Still, I think he is a tight end one since the position is so shallow. He's no longer a top three, top five guy. I see him more as a tight end nine, tight end ten on the season, a low end tight end one. So bad news for Austin Hooper. And let's get into shortly, I didn't write any notes for it, but Marcus Mariota did sign with the Oakland Raiders. Uh, I want to talk about this since I did make him the card of the week. I bought the two Marcus Mariota cards for... I think eight bucks, and they're both numbered in ninety nine or something. So good purchase there. But what what do I expect from Marcus Mariota on the Oakland Raiders? Do I think he's going to start right off the bat? I have no idea if he's going to start or if it's going to be Derek Carr. If they're going to trade Derek Carr, we don't know that. What we do know, they did not sign Marcus Mariota to sit on the bench. They brought him in as competition, much like the Titans brought in Ryan Tannehill to be competition for Marcus Mariota. I bet by week four. If he's not starting at the start of the season by week four, Marcus Mariota will be starting for the Oakland Raiders, and I think he could be good. He's got some great weapons there. He's got Hunter Renfro coming off a good rookie season. He's got uh, Josh Jacobs on almost rookie of the year running back, and he's got Darren Waller. He's got some great pieces on that offense. I think if a team finally invests in him and coaches invest in him, I think Marcus Mariota could be a good fantasy option in the future with his running ability. Obviously, I'm not saying draft him, but I'm saying keep an eye on Marcus Mariota, that situation, especially in training camp, see what they do with Derek Carr. But uh, yeah, so that is the end of the uh, free agency podcast. I got through all the all the big name signings, all the signings where you go, holy smokes, what's that going to do for them? And uh, I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave your feedback wherever you can on Instagram, on YouTube. I love hearing feedback, how to make the show better, what parts you like. And once again, thank you for following The Profit. It really means a lot that I've got people who listen to me talk about fantasy football. It it really is awesome. I have loved fantasy football since I was a very, very small child, uh, senior year of high school, and the fact that I've been able to you know, start start this from nothing, and I now have over a thousand people who listen to this podcast, watch my videos, watch, read my posts. It, it's really incredible. Uh, so thank you for following along on this, and uh, I'll see you next time. We're going to be getting into a lot of players this coming week as we're all in quarantine. 
nothing better to do. And I'll probably be watching film too since NFL made uh, Game Pass free for everyone. So thank you, and I will see you next time. Uh, Have a great weekend or week, wherever you're watching this. (laughs) See you next time.